Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond Eight Figures. This is AJ, the journeyman entrepreneur, with another Beyond Eight Figure episode for you. On the show, we talk with top entrepreneurs about the realities of building an eight-figure business, what success really means to them, and hear from them about some of their winning strategies and tactics. Tune in to each episode to learn how to grow your business beyond 10 million, and more importantly, create your own personal legacy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. Do you know one of the cool things about joining business groups, especially ones that are focused on entrepreneurs, is obviously the people you meet. Now, we're all joining them so we can learn and grow in this, but the networking is, to me, always the coolest part. It's the part I like the most. And you can meet so many people. Now, for me, one of the things I always love is when I meet someone, start talking to them, learn more about what they're doing, and then find out I've actually been checking out their company, their product, their offering for something I'm doing. And that's always like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm a fan. I can stand them. But today's guest, I met in a strategic coach session. Strategic coach is a great coaching program. You have these ongoing, every couple of months, we meet like 40 other entrepreneurs and you go through different things. And during a breakout session to work on our kind of positioning statements, I was paired with today's guest. I realized in the conversation that I had actually knew his product and that I'd been looking at it. Well, it gets a little deeper when I even go into it because today's guest is an amazing entrepreneur. He's been in Business Journal 40 Under 40. He's been a EY Entrepreneur of the Year. His company has just raised their A round, incredibly. And he has a best-selling book, The Business Playbook, that just recently came out that really goes deeper into the importance of having a training manual for the company. Now, what's really funny is I've grew up with wikis and developing intranets and stuff like that. What he and his company have done is taken that to another deeper level and made it so much easier and smoother, I guess is a better term, except he would not use something so plain as that. So look, enough rambling from me. Everyone, please welcome the CEO and founder of Trainial, Chris Ronzio, to the show. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you today? I am great. Thanks, AJ. I wish I was where you are, though. Yeah, well, I'm in southern Spain. It's my nighttime. It's your morning. So you have the full day to be, you know, have do that. You know, me. Well, thank you for letting me start my day with you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. As I was telling everyone just a second ago, you and I have crossed over. We know some people, Russ from Design Pickle, that you're a partner at. We both are members of the strategic coach. It's a yeah, it's kind of cool to actually have you on the show because I've known about you and you know training you for quite a while. So I'm excited to have you on. So yeah, great to be here. I know we got to dive in a, a breakout room a little bit ago, but this will be fun to have a longer time to talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Without the time in like three minutes now jump. The strategic coach stuff is great, but sometimes I'm like, wait, what I almost spend more time trying to remember the names of the different products than the processes. Um, 
Given your background and how you started off in high school, you had your own video production company, Trainial, you've raised amazing funds, your partner in Design Pickle, which is kind of the casebook for productized services. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about where you are in your own entrepreneurial journey now? Yeah, sure. So I, I it's funny when you ask that question, I think my entrepreneurial journey is just my life. And so yeah. where I am in my life, as we're recording this, I'm 36 years old. I, I hope I live to be like they say in strategic coach, hundreds of years old yes. or something. So so hopefully I'm only like, you know, 15% of the way of the way through my journey. I've always been an entrepreneur since I was a little kid, four years old washing cars for $4 because I knew $4 was exactly what I needed to buy a Ninja Turtle action figure. So to me, that was like my currency as a little kid. And then growing up, it was just any kind of odd jobs for neighbors, washing off patio furniture and landscaping. And my video business was my first real company. So ran that for 12 years, sold it, got to go through that first life cycle of a full business. I had a second company that was a consulting firm and then Trainual now is my third business that I own. So hopefully still just getting started. Well, do you see how you approach things as an entrepreneur changing? Because some of it is, I know a lot of times people think of it as like this one-way road. You know, that People haven't been in the seat and it doesn't matter the size or whatever, but they kind of feel it's like this or this. Do you see how you approach things as an entrepreneur changing given all this amazing experience you have now? Oh, yeah. Every business, every stage of every business, I think, is an opportunity to transform in some different way. And so in my first couple of businesses, I was just trying to figure out how to create something of value that someone would pay for. That was the whole game was like, how do you make a service? Then my next stage of business was how do I show someone else what I'm doing? And a lot of entrepreneurs can do that, but they can only get one stage removed from the service or the, the product and their company stays small. So the next stage of my own growth was how do I manage managers? How do I build people, a team around me that we actually have an organization and these people know way more about their different areas of the business than I do. So I think every different stage is just you're learning something different. You're always a beginner somewhere. Very cool. In your journey, what has been what you think has been the biggest impact on allowing you to grow as an entrepreneur? Well, geez, it's been a, a several stage approach, like I said. So for me, the first piece of actually being an entrepreneur was to stop doing the work inside the business. And so in my first company, my first real company, it was a video production company and I was the camera operator. So you can only take on so much business when you're pressing the record button on the camera and standing behind that camera the whole time. So it was first going from how do I have someone else film this event to now I get to be the editor and spend all night at my parents' basement computer, you know, editing, editing videos. And I learned that. And then I say, how do I find a, an editor and get them to do it in the same way that I would? And so I think the most transformational thing is actually what Trainual exists for, and it's to help people delegate. It's to help pass off those responsibilities. And that's something I've been working on for 20 years. And I think we'll always continue working on. Yeah. I mean, I really kind of love the concept of Trainial because I've been fascinated with like wikis and all the different concepts, you know, the complexity of it, the amount of focus you guys have put into 
make it intuitive and kind of walking people through doing this documentation, doing this process is very difficult because there's so many things to do. So I've read in the past where you kind of came out of like, with your video production, you had people quit on you and you had to go like at the last minute and do stuff. So you came from this great story. Where now are you seeing people sort of taking this into their business? How are people using this to improve their business? Well, it's Trainual as a product is pretty simple. We call it a business playbook. And you and I were talking before you even threw out the playbook term. It's something we've been working on for years now because people don't want to document. People don't want to create policies and SOPs. And it just it feels like bureaucratic work. It's it's not the fun part of business. But the fun part of business is taking on new challenges. It's growing. And whether you're the founder, the the manager, the leader, any position in a business, you want to grow in your career. That's how you feel fulfilled. And you, you grow by taking on new responsibilities. And what entrepreneurs do a lot of times at small businesses is they take on new responsibilities without giving up old responsibilities. And so you end up as your business grows, wearing all these hats and saying yes to everything and being overburdened. And then your business just takes over your life. And that happens because you're not good at letting go. And so what Trainual does as a product is it helps you map out your role in the company and your responsibilities in the company and then connect those responsibilities to step-by-step processes on how to do those things. That way you can assign them or hand them off to somebody else and say, here is exactly what I expect of you. Here's how to do it. Here's everything I know. Let me now empower you to take on a new responsibility so that I can free up my own plate for the other things that I have to do. And so like, that's why Trainual exists. That's how it helps businesses at every level from an intern to the CEO. It's helping you understand what does the company expect of me? How do I do it? And now I'm empowered to make it better, to improve best practices, and eventually to hand off things myself so I can take on new things. Yeah. I mean, something like that immediately, like the first thing I'm thinking of is I love the concept, but like, I know I probably, we are probably missing a gazillion processes, steps, whatever. Do you see people using it to like map out like, oh, we do know this, but we're missing this. Oh yeah. Well, I think the first thing that's important is no company should have a hundred percent of what they do documented. It would be burdensome to try to have to create that. It would likely be out of date really quickly. And so you only want to document things and write them down when there is a opportunity to improve consistency. You've got a lot of people doing the same thing and it needs to be consistent when you're delegating it, handing it off to someone else. Those are the reasons why you would write something down. And so the first thing is half of your business doesn't need to be written down. It doesn't need to be documented. And that's okay because half your business is always changing and evolving. It's the stuff that is current. It's the stuff that's static. It's the stuff that is, is repeatable, is consistent. That's what you want to write down. So when someone's getting started, if they're using our tool, we have hundreds and hundreds of templates and suggested roles and responsibilities, and it'll prompt you to jog your memory and put things in the system. And that's useful for a lot of people because you don't. it's hard to just think about it to remember. We have a, a checklist in the book as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second. But the, the important piece there is you don't have to write everything down. You only yeah. write things down when you want to hand them off. Okay, cool. Because you know, the second thing that 
I jokingly told a friend, I don't know how much of a science fiction geek you are. Do you, are you into any of the sci-fi or anything? Cause I can, the concept is this future artist is, he's an AI slash print artist. He's been hired by this very, very rich man to build an educational tool for his daughter. And it's supposed to have the sum of knowledge and adaptive learning and all this. And it's about 20, you know, so it's about 20 years old. So now this stuff is kind of becoming common. Diamond Age, it's called Diamond Age by Neil Stephenson. And the whole thing is he and the slide built one for his own daughter. Yeah, he's been commissioned for this one, but he also builds one for his own daughter. And then what happens as she goes off into the world? But the adaptive learning, I mean, this is what I find so interesting about something like this is I know something like this would have helped me with my last company. I was able to sell, but I sold sort of on the way down, not on the way up, <laughs> the wrong direction. But like we had doubled in one year and we were going like gangbusters and I stopped doing the work on it, but it would have been really interesting to have something that said, okay, here's where the tools is. Do you see training changing as companies grow? And do you have that? Is that part of it? Like it becomes more complex or more supportive? How does it grow as a company? Yeah. How, as a company uses and they grow, how does training support that? I think the value of documenting or of a system like ours increases exponentially as you grow, because really what it's doing is it's keeping the connections in your business more accessible, easier to navigate through. And so every business has connections. It's who knows what, who do I go to for what, who does what, who reports to who, all those are connections between people and policies and processes and departments and teams. And so in a small business that has five people, you can get by just kind of sitting around or, or communicating on Slack. In a business with 10 people, 15 people, 50 people, that starts to get a lot more confusing because there's just a lot more relationships and conversations and things that you can't you know, sit in on and overhear. And so, so that's where capturing gets more useful. Sounds like Diamond Age would be a great read for our product team as like a product roadmap. But what I always say is the processes in your company already exist. When you're sitting down to to use Trainual, you're not creating processes. You already do what you do. You're just collecting the processes. You're trying to harvest, here's how we do things. And so as our product continues to get smarter, it's going to just collect and harvest those things easier for you, prompt you for those things, know what you're doing while you're doing it. That's where we're headed. No, I like that a lot because I always find it easy to start things and then it's like, get them to grow. And then it's like, oh, now it's very chaotic. <laughs> what do I do now? Now I'm looking forward to uh, playing around with training. But even more important, I think I just got the book and I've been going through and kind of looking at sort of the guide and the structure and that. That to me looked really interesting because I think I would have just jumped into Trainial as an entrepreneur and kind of done the the male way of building things. Let me just play with things and hopefully make it so it doesn't fall apart. Can you maybe talk a little bit about the book and how an entrepreneur, someone who is running a business, can use that book and then build into a process and then utilizing something like Trainial? 
Yeah, of course. So so first, I guess the inspiration for the book, did, did you ever read The E-Myth by Michael E. Gerber? Yeah, so a lot of people have read that millions and millions of copies sold. It came out in the 1970s and then again in the 90s. So when I was in high school, that was the first business book I read. It was learning that, okay, I can't be the technician. I can't do the work forever. I need to work on my business, not in my business. That's where that cliche came from. Everybody's heard that, right? Work on your business, not in your business. And so in the book, they talk about creating like a franchise prototype, not that you want to franchise your business, but if you were to do it, what would be the manual? Like, what would you write down in the operations manual? Who does what? That idea always stuck with me. And so as I was building my video business, I always paid real special attention to what does every role in the company do? What does a videographer do? What does a sales manager do? What does the editor do? What does the production supervisor do? What are the runners doing at the production? And they all had documented responsibilities and laminated checklists and stuff we'd send out to every event. And so that was my passion in that business was let's make this thing just run perfectly. So fast forward into my consulting, I'm helping other businesses do that and then train as a tool does that now for tens of thousands of businesses. So in writing this book, it was how do we create the instruction manual for building an instruction manual for your business? It's kind of kind of a, a meta sort of thing. And so looking at common denominators across every company, what are people putting, the millions of things people put inside Trainual, it came down to four buckets. It was you've got to document who you are as a business, the profile of your company. That could be your brand guide. It can be your culture deck. It can be your mission, vision, values. It's why you exist as a business, your founding story, your history. That's your profile. That's who you are as a business. Next, you've got your people. That is who's who, your org chart, your contact information, your roles, responsibilities. Like what are the people that make up the teams, the departments here at this business? Then you've got your policies which are just really the rules of the workplace. What are the norms? What's allowed? What's not allowed in your business? And then you've got your processes, which are all your how-tos. And so those four things together make up what makes every business unique, and that is your business playbook. So that's the title of the book, The Business Playbook. And what's so cool is Michael E. Gerber, who wrote The E-Myth, wrote the foreword to the business playbook, <laughs> which was such a dream come true. And it really just closed the loop for me of saying, this is what started my story. This is my story today. This is where I am in the journey. And so I hope it helps a ton of businesses. Cool. So would you, before someone would look at Trainio, would you, yeah, because a lot of people listening are entrepreneurs with their own six and low seven would you say start with the book and then kind of start playing around with different parts of Trainial? How would you suggest that an entrepreneur kind of approach it? <laughs> it depends on the person. So okay. like you mentioned, some people are just like, let me just, get in and yeah. tinker. So if you build the Ikea furniture without instructions, then you know just sign up for the free trial of the product and you'll understand it. If you want to go through and understand the why behind this, whether it's the right fit for you, you don't want to sign up for a, a software subscription, you maybe only have a company of a couple people, you want to start with Google Docs, all that's perfectly fine. That's why the book exists. It's to help people, whether they're using Trainual or not, start to frame this out for the business because the real mission of our company is not just sell a bunch of subscriptions. It's creating this thing, this playbook thing that small businesses are aware of and can actually accomplish. And that's what we want to do. 
I approach a lot of things from a growth marketing, you know, sales thing, given my background. But what I try and tell people, like when we talk about documenting marketing processes or having experimental structure, the value of this isn't that in of itself, it's going to do $20 million for you. It's that it's going to improve your ability to consistently deliver results and to improve incremental progress directionally correct. It makes it better. And what I am fascinated so much about Trainial is it really does look like, oh my God, this is something that could reduce the noise of constantly guessing and then start bringing in consistent best practices. Given where you are sitting with that level of data of people building and looking at like, oh, you come in here, you start to, what do you see generally companies that consistently use the product what happens could be their productivity, could be their growth. What do you see happen consistently here? Yeah, well, so the, some of the use cases, I mean, it's instantly valuable for orientation for new employees. And so, so that's a really easy win because if you want the highest ROI, you start by writing down the thing that applies to everyone. And the thing that applies to everyone is who are we as a business? Why do we exist? And what do you need to know to get started? And so you, if you start with your profile, that's why we ordered it in the way that we did in the book. You start with your profile, then you can consistently onboard and hire everyone and they understand what your business is all about. They know that they're the right fit for your business. It helps reduce that turnover in the first couple of weeks or months because they, there's no surprises. So, so that's an important place to start. As you grow or as you build out the business, the next piece is your people because roles and responsibilities are, what am I expecting of you? What is part of your job? What is not part of your job? Who do you go to for what answers? So what you're doing is you're speeding up someone's time to productivity when they join the business, which is it translates to instant dollar savings. If somebody can be impactful for your company in their first couple of days or first couple of weeks, and you can just shave time off, then the ROI is almost immediate. So that's the place to start. And then, like you mentioned, documenting best practices is a way to say, all right, we've got three people doing X. Let's write down the best way to do X. Like with Trainual, for instance, as we started hiring more customer success managers and more inbound sales reps, we were doing a lot of demos and product tours and everyone was doing them differently. And so as a business, we sat down and said, what is the highest converting way to do this? <laughs> what, what leads to the fewest questions? What's the right way? And as a business, we decided this is the right way as of today. And so then you put it in the system, you roll it out that everyone is held accountable for having gone through it. And then you're just like you said, adding to your profitability, to your conversion rate. And so you just you do that over and over again in every aspect of your company. And it's like you're constantly renovating your business and building a better business. You're upgrading all the time. Do you, I mean, I've been looking at some of the pricing and I see Zapier connections at some of the higher levels and stuff. Do you see where maybe like integrations of OKRs or other type of goal setting coming into something like this? Or are they kind of look at what, you know, we describe it here, but you actively engage over there with it? Yeah. So I've always said there's a difference between learning to do the work and doing, doing the work. work. Yeah. And so Trainual is not a project management system. It's not a CRM. It's the tool that unifies all the other tools you use in the business because it describes how things work. And so the integrations you'll see in the future are while you're using your project management system or CRM, 
and you forget how to do something, a pop-up in that system that's pulling knowledge from Trainual to surface it when you need it. That's the kind of integrations we've had, we'd have rather than pulling the work you're doing into Trainual. Good. I mean, that that is a nice delineation because as cool as some of these do everything in one environment look like on paper, I have yet to see one that doesn't end up just being... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, a mess. Think, think about it like this. So in in every car has an owner's manual in the glove compartment, right? And newer cars, they've got these fancy glass dashboards with all the metrics and readings and it tells you here's my speed currently, here's my GPS of where I'm going. It's got all this stuff. And if you need it, an alert from your manual or a how-to will pop up on your screen. That's kind of like the trainual knowledge popping up in in those other tools, but you're never going to flip open the owner's manual and see your speed limit and see like what your where your GPS is going. So the direction is sending the knowledge to where you need the knowledge, but we are the the place the knowledge is. Yeah, you're the repository of knowledge, not the utilization of knowledge. Cool. That is very cool. All right, your partner in in a hot productized service and design pickle. You guys just came out with a new a new 2.0 of your product. You have this book that's doing really well, seeing the numbers on Amazon. Congratulations there. What else are you finding kind of cool out there as an entrepreneur? I mean, or it could be anything you're finding cool now, but like as an entrepreneur, what are you finding kind of cool? Well, it would depend on inside my business or outside my business. Inside my business, I am super product obsessed right now. So it's so fun to see the technology that's emerging and to know that we have this massive base of customers that we can just start to apply tweaks to. And we just built a platform team, a data team, a machine learning and AI team for like, we're working on these suggestion engines that are just going to make it so much easier for a business to say, okay, I'm, I'm a company of 10 people. I'm in Spain or I'm in Florida or I'm in wherever. Here's my industry. Here's here's wh- where my people are. And it just says, okay, well, here are all the things that you probably have. Here are the roles you have in your company. Here are the processes you have in your company. So I'm just obsessed with product right now in terms of roadmap. Outside of my company, what I'm really excited about is... I yesterday I was a judge at this venture ready competition here in Arizona and seeing how many people are innovating in industries that I never even have given any thought to like power treatment plants and electrical circuit breaker boxes and just these things that I haven't ever given any thought to that people are just innovating like crazy. So I I think that the next couple decades will just be exponential in terms of the the leaps we take as consumers. We, that's right. We use, we've been involved in the same coaching program. So the same language. Yeah. It really is an amazing time. Just like new things on new things. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, this isn't just incremental. This is now some of the new technology. Some of the hopeful opportunities out there are pretty amazing. If everyone isn't chasing apes, NFT apes out there. (laughs) And yes, I have chased a couple myself. I'm not too good with this amount of time, but it's fun. No, that is really cool. And I agree. I think, you know, we're looking at so much fun and that's why it's so cool for our audience. They're creating businesses that just, I couldn't, yeah, would have not been, would not have had the right margin, but now 
other costs are dropping that it's like there's so much that people are able to do. Yeah. You know what else is interesting to me is if, if you go back 50 years and look at entrepreneurs, at least in, in the US, the, there, this concept of like the mom and pop kind of business existed because you had a local audience that you can serve and you didn't have the internet. So people with a business that were dominating years and years ago, almost all of them were small town entrepreneurs with a, a very small audience. And what I think is happening now is the $500,000 business of a, a decade ago is now kind of like the $5 million business of today. And like it's easier than ever because we have such a global audience. It's easier than ever to create a small business that just does exponentially better than what companies could do a few years ago. And I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this is why I kind of love Cranial is just the idea that I do think, though, that while the pyramid of entrepreneurs is growing, I still, from the people I talk to, I still hear the same bottlenecks about where the bottlenecks come and the, where failures come, you know, may change because of, you know, no code and, you know, decreased cost and globalization and tools and all this other stuff. But the complexity of running a business as someone who has, I've sold three businesses in the low seven, but each time it was because I messed up, you know, my organizational structure. So it's like, I'm, I'm really good at this. Um, but looking at tools like Trainial, I see this as being something to really help in there because it's like, yeah, there's more and more people and more and more people, I think, get to that half a million, but where half a million used to require a good amount of luck and skill, I think it maybe not, it's still hard work. It's not easier. Yeah. It's not any easier, but it is more so, but then that complexity layer still comes in and it's because we still have to organize around ourselves and the people we work with. And that, you know, it's a skill I'm still working on significantly. And, you know, I'm excited to try with my team training just because I think that could help reduce the noise. If nothing else, then my tendency of repeating the same exact thing in 20 different ways in the five times I talk about it, which is a, a lovely skill I have. <laughs> yeah. You know, organizational development isn't something we really learn because if you've never worked in a corporate environment and you came up through schools or universities, then there's really no organization. It's a teacher and a bunch of students. And then there's, if you're in the corporate world, your purview might be limited to whatever team you're on or department you're on. And so to build a structure that's a multi-level structure in an organization is something a lot of people just don't have experience with. And especially for small businesses, that is the crucial piece to growing. To create a, a, a functional multi-level structure is the only way you create a 25 person business or, or something like that. So it's a skill I think a lot of people need and, and one we're working on. As I've said a couple of times, you're doing a lot of really great things. How do you define success as an entrepreneur? Not so much from the businesses, but you, you have your family, you have your kids, you know, mine are older, but they still drive me. Yeah. They, everything kind of revolves <laughs> around them, but how are you defining success and how do you see that changing as you keep going on? For me, success is when you have uh, the flexibility to 
not have obligation. When you're still balancing obligations and somebody else is kind of driving your schedule and your time, you're working toward more flexibility. And so fortunately for me, I feel like every day I wake up and and I get to decide what I want to do and what meetings I want on the calendar and whether I want to work at home at my office. We just got a, a cabin up north and that flexibility of deciding what I want to do, where I want to do it, who I want to do it with, that's success to me as an entrepreneur. So everything from here on out is is just experimenting and trying to learn and build bigger companies and make a bigger impact. Yeah, I, I just had a guest on him. He was explaining to him, it was this idea that now that he's had a few exits and he's done these things, that it's just his ability to create cooler product and bring better results from bringing money and cool people together to build cool products. So yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of like, oh wait. Just getting to hire great people and work with cool people and and watch our employees grow their families and take big leaps in in terms of their own careers and, and their responsibilities. I mean, all of that is so fulfilling. So it's pretty cool. Cool. Well, hey, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. We'll have links to Trainial, obviously, and then we'll be talking about it in some of our upcoming newsletters. And we'll also have a link to your new book. Thank you so much for coming on, Chris. Well, thank you so much. I, I promise you'll be more excited to dive in after you get through the book. You'll just be like ready to go. So check it out. Anybody that's listening, it's just thebusinessplaybook.com. I always love it when I get to talk to entrepreneurs that I have connections to, I've met before, or they work with someone I know and all that. It just kind of makes the world a little smaller. But this was fun. Chris is an amazing entrepreneur as we went through. And normally I try and break out some stuff. And I will in the future because we really are going to start exploring with my company, Insight Labs. We're going to start exploring how to use Trainial. But today, the main takeaway I'm going to say is go get the business playbook, his new book. I downloaded it onto my Kindle. I know it's available in many other places. And already just in the first few hours I've spent going through it, I've taken a bunch of notes. And yes, it really does lead you to be looking at Trainial, but you don't need to. There are other programs, even in your own internal systems you can put up. But just the way of thinking about how to onboard and how to provide information you know, necessary information to your team and internally and how to go about doing things. It's great. I'm learning so much. So number one takeaway, go get his book to take a look at training. I'm hearing great things from people who are using it. And so far, my team is really excited about what we've seen outside of it. So hopefully in an episode coming up soon, I'll dive a little bit deeper into our experience using it. But Go check out the link we have in our show notes for it, but just go check it out. Go check out Chris also on the social. Those links will be down below. And look, if you learned anything from Chris or you know someone who could learn something from what Chris or any of the other guests on the show have discussed, please share the show with them. It really is great when we hear of someone who came to the show because someone said, oh, go check this episode out or something. Again, Check us out on the social. We have all of our social networks down below. Go check us out. And if you have a question, something you want to tell us about your experience listening to the show, what you think about it, things you would like us to start covering, or even if you don't like what we're doing, please just let us know. We 
greatly appreciate any type of interaction you give us because this is so important that we learn from you about how to create the best content. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait until we get to talk again. Thank you. Goodbye. This episode of Beyond Eight Figures is over, but your journey as an entrepreneur continues. So if we can help you with anything, please just let us know. And if you like this episode, please share it with someone who might learn from it. Until next time, keep growing and find the joy in your journey. This is AJ, and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye.